You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. is a good morning. Songs and exercises are are created for good mornings. Videos and texts and quotes. There's even good morning coffee. There's good morning messages for your spouse or for friends. They say good morning messages can improve your mood, increase optimism, and positivity, enhance your performance and generally set you up to move you through a day of feeling your best. They even have what they call good morning news or good morning America. Not sure how great and how good those things are, but that's what they're called. But this morning I want to talk about it's a good morning today. It's a good morning. Early On Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was a brilliant white. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, Don't be frightened. He said, I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. Hear me this morning. He isn't here. That's what the response was. For he has come back to life again, just as he said he would. Come in and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and that he is going to Galilee to meet them there. That is my message to them. The women ran from the tomb badly frightened but also filled with joy and rushed to find the disciples to give them the angel's message. Notice now. And as they were running, suddenly Jesus was there in front of them. Good morning. That's what he said. Living Bible Translation has it as good morning. And he said, and, he, and they fell to the ground before him, beholding or holding his feet and worshiping him. Then Jesus said unto them, don't be frightened. Go tell my brothers to leave at once for Galilee to meet me there. This is a powerful passage of why we have a reason this morning to even meet on this Sunday morning. It's not enough just to say we're going to come together and see friends and family. No, we've got more reason than that today. It is a good morning. It's a good morning. It was at the end of the Sabbath, after the end of the week, that translation is given by several Critics in general, the Jews divided their natural day, which consisted of 24 hours, as it does today, into day and night. 
their artificial day began at the rising and the ending of the setting of the sun. And all the rest of the time from the setting uh, uh, to the rising of the sun, they termed that night. And that same word in the Hebrew signifies both evening and night. The word end in that verse 1 means that it was uh, sometime after that the Sabbath had ended and was fully completed and finished. Uh, and they were, uh, they were at the setting of the sun of the Sabbath. And it was getting ready to go into the next day. Mark says that it was after the Sabbath was passed and very early in the morning at the rising of the sun. Luke says it was very early in the morning, and in the Greek text it says the deep twilight, or when it was scarcely any light. John puts it this way, it was very early while it was yet dark. It wasn't yet day or full daylight. It had not, that the sun had not risen at this point. But it was getting ready for a new day, and even though it looked uh, dark and it was still dark outside, and it appeared that darkness was still covering the earth. It was getting ready to dawn a new day, a day that would be uh, emphasized and recognized as good morning. The Bible says Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the sepulcher to see the tomb, and they were there, um, and they were going to continue to anoint uh, the body of Jesus with sweet spices, and, and, and you could go through that whole uh, study, but the Bible says uh, that there had been a great earthquake. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Doesn't mean that it happened right at that moment. Could have happened before, but an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled away the stone and sat on it. Huh. I'm going to make a, an emphasis here that what you think can hold him hostage is just a seat. It's nothing more than a small obstacle to be rolled out of the way and used as a place to sit down. What a powerful demonstration of what they thought was going to hold the Lord in the tomb. His face, the angels shine like lightning and his clothing was brilliant white. The countenance, not just what we would see as his face, that's what we think of countenance, but the whole person shone in such a bright and a shining way. A continual flaming from his face. The Bible says his raiment was white as snow. And the guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell down into a dead faint. They fainted at the sight. Just the recognition of an angel coming to sit on a stone and the shiningness of that uh, example. These Roman soldiers that were there on guard could not hold themselves uh, at bay. They automatically fell in a faint. And the angel, the Bible says, spoke to the women, don't be frightened. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. And you can, you can uh, study out the story how he, the angel uh, takes them and they're in the tomb and they see uh, the clothing and they see how everything is folded and they, and they, they notice that Jesus is no, nowhere uh, uh, there. Uh, uh, this was, this was a, a powerful 
uh, demonstration to them. These tombs were what they call niches. Uh, if you look back at, at, at David's uh, tomb, uh, it was 100 feet long. These were large uh, places that they would go to uh, bury bodies. And in this uh, tomb, uh, Jesus uh, was buried in a borrowed uh, tomb. Uh, and where he was laid, uh, he's no longer present. And the women get to see this powerful demonstration. And the answer is in verse 6, he isn't here. For he came back to life again just as he said he would. I want you to see, the angel said, where his body was lying, where his body used to be, where it was that they put him, but he's no longer there. Now, I can only imagine, and I'm sure that you, your imagination this morning could try to do the same thing, to go to that type of instance where they're going to the tomb and they're going to put a few extra spices and do a little bit of extra care for the body. And when they get there, the stones rolled away. The soldiers are lying on the ground. And an angel says, come on in. I'm going to show you where he used to be. Now, I just, I just want you to take a moment and see how that would affect you. I don't know how everyone would respond. But in 2023, people would have out their cell phone video, and I can guarantee you that. I mean, that would go viral in whatever length of time. Can you imagine what these women were thinking as they're invited into the tomb by an angel? And we're going to show you where he was, and now he's no longer there. He has risen just like he said he would. Now, they said in verse 7, go quickly. And tell the disciples that he's risen from the dead and that he's going to Galilee to meet them there. That is my message to them. Now, I don't know how fast they ran, how fast they got out of there. I mean, the Bible doesn't give us all those types of details. But I'm sure that they weren't taking their good old time as they left the tomb to go tell everyone else that Jesus had risen. Well, you know what? We'll stop by Tim's and get a coffee. And No, none of that. There's no, there's no uh, being lackadaisical or dilly-dallying around. There's none of that. There's a scurrying of women in a hurry. It's kind of, I'm just going to stop there and move on. You can't even, can you picture it this morning? I'm just trying to think. Well, maybe I won't move on. See, here's, here's how it is. When my wife and I go walking anywhere, I find myself sometimes walking a few steps ahead of her. Now, I can pass that off that I'm making sure the path's clear for her to come. Or a little bit of it is that she's a fair amount slower than I. 
and uh, our walks that we take together are strolls. They're not walks. We don't walk together. We take a stroll together. When I go for a walk, I like to pick it up to about four miles an hour. And if I'm walking four miles an hour, she's a long ways back. But I can just imagine, as it is with her, for certain things. Listen, if there's a sale. I mean, I, I'm the one that's five, six steps behind trying to catch up. All I can do is picture the news has come. Go tell them that he's going to Galilee. I can just picture that there was a race on, folks, to get to tell the disciples that Jesus was on his way. Yeah. The Bible says they were, in verse 8, badly frightened, but also filled with joy. Can you imagine putting those two things together? The thoughts went through their minds where Jesus was laid. He's no longer there. But on the other side, he's no longer there. There's a frightening part of I don't know where he is. But on the other side, it's just like he said it was going to be. Oh, folks, we got one service today. You got to preach with me. There's something exciting about the message, amen, that we preach and tell people. It's not just frightening. It's also filled with joy. Hallelujah. This is what it is on this side, but this is what it is over here. How is that relevant today? All you have to do is take a moment and say, this is how fast the world's going down. And on this side, this is where Jesus is taking us up. Hallelujah. This is what is happening in a negative sense in people's lives. But on the other side, this is how Jesus is changing people's lives. It's no different than it was in that day. And so you can imagine there's a fear upon them, yet there is an excitement upon them as well. And as they were running, verse 9, as they were running, suddenly Jesus was there in front of them. You talk about a yellow light turning red instantaneously they're running to tell the disciples and Jesus shows up in front of them I can only try to fathom what that would be like three days earlier they watched as his body was brutalized crucified by his very own creation. And they took him down off that cross and laid him in a tomb that evening. And here it was, that third morning, that, that Sunday morning, that, that moment when they showed up at the tomb and he wasn't there. 
And as they're running to tell that story, suddenly Jesus was there in front of them. He didn't go, boo! He made one simple statement. All hail, in some translations, the Living Bible translation that I'm using this morning, he says the simple words, good morning. Now just think about it. You're in an absolute frazzle. You are running on your way to tell the disciples. And instantaneously in front of you shows up Jesus. And he says to you, Terry, good morning. I don't think your response would just be like that. I think it might even be a little more exciting than that. Good morning, Terry. Oh, that's good. A little better. (laughs) You're out of here. No, no, no. That's the last thing you want to do. What do you think, Don? What would it be like? What would Filipino style be like? I'm in front of you. Good morning. You can't believe it. He's stunned with amazement. He has no response. All across this audience, I can tell you right now, you may not want to declare and show it with all excitement this morning, which you should anyway. But I can guarantee you, the moment that happened, the ladies didn't just say, good to see you. I can guarantee you the response. No, no. Jesus said, good morning. Listen, folks, you're in a Pentecostal apostolic church. Hallelujah, we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe, hallelujah, that he arose from the dead on the third day. I'm here to tell you and preach to you this morning, it's good morning. You can have all the things that this world offers, but I'm looking for one thing today, and it's a good morning. No matter what else is offered, And I'm not against any other help that is out there in this world. But there is nothing more powerful than you would ever hear. Is that a risen Savior is in front of you with a good morning. This is the response. They fell to the ground before him holding his feet. And worshiping him. There was an instantaneous response that came from these women that instantaneously they fell in a position of submission before an almighty God. If there's one thing that I could ask and admonish and advise you today, is to allow your life to be cast down at His feet in an attitude of submission and repentance before God. 
You say, preacher, I've got too much history and I've got too much past. No, no, no. Jesus just showed up in your life and he said, it's a good morning. Well, you don't know what I've did and you don't know where I've been. None of those things matter to the Almighty God. He just showed up into your life today and said, good morning. But how many times I've failed the Lord, Pastor? How many times I've tried and I've started and I've messed up those things? I'm encouraging you to hear the words of Jesus today. Good morning. What does that start? What does that do? What does that cause to happen in your life? I'll tell you what it causes. It causes you to fall at his feet in repentance and submission before him no matter who we are today. The Bible is so clear that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he's Lord. No matter who we are today, not one of us will be able to stand upon our feet when we come into the presence of the Almighty God. My best advice to you this morning is long before you stand before the throne with Him present, my best advice to you today is hear the words good morning, and let yourself fall in an atmosphere of repentance and submission before God today. No one in this room and no one watching or listening online has done enough, will do enough, can reach a point where we could ever say, I'm going to stand on my feet before the Lord. Everybody, everybody this morning is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. That's Bible. And then the Bible says that they worshiped him. What does this good morning do? It makes me see my need of him. It causes me to fall flat before him in adoration and submission, in awe and reverence and fear of God. I fall before him because he is the Almighty. And instantaneously, you can see this all throughout Scripture, even people who were oppressed and possessed. The Bible says there's instances when they came into the presence of Jesus that they instantaneously started to worship him. People who were far, far from loving, serving, or obeying God instantaneously started worshiping. We got a whole group of people that made a decision to come to the house of the Lord this morning. And it is a good morning. 
and I'm going to let myself fall in his presence and allow myself to be touched by his spirit and instantaneously something arise in my spirit that I'm going to offer up praise and worship to him because of who he is hallelujah because of what he's done hallelujah he's the same yesterday today and forever hallelujah he took my life from what it was and he's made it to what it is I'm going through with Jesus I'm going all the way I'm going to worship him and praise him because it is a good morning uh, that's what it says oh, I gotta hurry music come I'll skip a bunch they fell to the ground before Jesus in repentance in the fear of God they worshipped him And then in verse 10, he tells them, he says, don't be frightened. Go tell my brothers to leave at once for Galilee to meet me there. When you experience the good morning of Jesus, it will change your life. It will change your life. You will realize who he is. And you can't help but tell others where he's going to be. Don't be frightened, he said. Go tell my brothers that I'm going to Galilee. Meet me there. So what happens is, when you have a good morning, it's not only just for you. It affects everybody you come in contact with. Oh, just think about it in the natural. If you started your day on the wrong foot, Everyone else gets to know you started it on the wrong foot. But when you start your day with a good morning, all of a sudden it doesn't matter where you go and who you come in contact with. They wonder what has happened to you. What is it about you that's so different? It's only 8 o'clock in the morning. It's only 7 o'clock. It's only 9. I've only had one coffee, two coffee, three coffee. Why are you so excited today? It's a good morning. It's a good morning. I gave my life to an almighty God. I lifted my worship to Him. And I'm going to share it with you. I understand Paul said I preach Christ and Christ crucified it's only the cross and Calvary that touches and saves people's lives it's only the blood of Jesus that will cleanse you from all sin and I'm thankful and I would not for a second belittle what has happened at Calvary or the cross But people, in most cases, don't have an issue believing that Jesus died. People don't. They don't even debate that Jesus was buried. Listen, there's there's four ancient biographies of Jesus that are written by eyewitnesses. And they're based upon 
eyewitness testimony. Pagan and Jewish writers report that Christians believe Jesus rose from the dead. Many of the principal eyewitnesses to the resurrection of Jesus, they died because of their claim that Jesus was resurrected. Their lives would have probably been spared if they had recanted what they said. The historical evidence shows that the grave was empty. The grave clothes were neatly left behind. The stone enclosing the tomb was rolled away. The body of Jesus was never found in the grave that was guarded by Roman soldiers. No one ever claimed to have stolen the body. That's historical. Things that have taken place, you can read it. There are are 11, not counting Paul, recorded times that Jesus appeared to people proving that he was resurrected. These appearances were to men and women, individuals, couples, and even a group. And at least once he was shown to a crowd. The very place where Jesus died and was buried, there was an explosion of growth in the Christian movement after he was resurrected. The death and the resurrection of Jesus was not a random event. Jesus predicted that he would be crucified, he would be buried, and that he would rise from the dead. The death and the resurrection of Jesus took place in the context of centuries of prophecy that such a Messiah would come and die and rise. Luke writes in Acts chapter 1, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to Jesus Christ. You can read it by Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 3, he said, For I delivered you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. There's all kinds of proof of the resurrection. And people have no problem believing that Jesus died and was buried. But what changes your life and my life is not only that he died and was buried, What changes your life and my life is it is a good morning. It's one thing for someone to die and be buried, but it's a whole different story when they're resurrected. And when Jesus was resurrected and he showed up in front of those women, And he responded with, good morning. Instantaneously, they fell before him and worshipped him and went on their way to tell others that he was coming. It hasn't changed 
in 2023. It's a good morning today. And because it's a good morning, you can give your life to the Lord. You can start a life of worship before Him. And you can tell others that He's coming. Did you hear what I said this morning? Today's the day. It's a good morning. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. Because today's a good morning. Today's the day that you can give your life to Him. Fall before Him. Maybe you've never had a relationship with the Lord before. Today's the day. Maybe your relationship with God has grown cold. Today's the day to have it renewed and refreshed. Maybe it's a, 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 you, you got questions in your mind and you got all kinds of things that are happening in your mind this morning. I'm here to tell you it's a good morning. Today's the day to fall before Jesus and to worship Him and to tell someone else that He is coming. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.